morning, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jim and James. James, as you can tell, things are different for me. It's today. crowded in here. Well, it's crowded, yes, and you can tell I'm not in the normal. I'm in an undisclosed location. Okay, it's not in Florida. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would call it Florida. But it's good though. But that's why okay. I'm back to the virtual background. So, but that's okay. Low budget. Uh, we got two of our good friends here, and I don't know, but I've seen these guys too much already. <laughs> Uh, in a month's time, I feel I feel like we've seen each other more than than ever. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, Tim Till joining us from Summit, and uh, Mr. MG. Am I how am I going to say it right? That's the question. Govia, Govia, Govia. Yeah, you you say question yourself. myself every time. Every every time you do this. <laughs> Every time, every time, it's I not got that hard. First time we were out in Phoenix at uh, Global Excavation meeting, and I got it to the T. Said you're the first one to ever get my name right off the bat. Yeah, I said that. I did. Yeah, first like person that, ever. Uh, I tell everybody that, but well, guys, it is uh, great to see y'all. Like I said, saw y'all just uh, the other day at the Oki. Um, event out there what is it the longest name ever mg that you yeah well uh, global no i'm sorry um in our defense the word oklahoma is already a long word i know excavation is kind of a long word fair and conference or whatever the next word is safety Safety. (laughs) and then of course uh we have an expo so we could we don't say exposition. Position. You might as well. Yeah, that, might as I well after all the other words. Available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody can spell it. I get it. I can't spell it. Yeah. So, but it was a great event. Um, we appreciated uh, Energy World Net coming down and being a part of it as well. Uh, we had cool. uh, well well attended, uh, well received, and um, Energy World Net's uh, participation was huge. So, yep. appreciate you guys. We had a blast. Yeah, we were blessed to get to. Uh, he noted the annual meeting, right? Like mm-hmm. lunch there. And then uh, I had a breakout session, had a lot of fun. Tim, you had yeah, a breakout yeah. session? Yep. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Kelsey. So I was on, like I said, the, the the annual meeting, like at lunch. Kelsey and I did that one on kind of safety culture. And then I had a breakout on culture. So kickstarting your culture, which is, I, I enjoy that one. Tim, what was yours on? uh damage reporting and damage investigation so yeah yeah and so so before we dive into the other stuff i do want to do just a shameless plug anyway listening he's planning to come to oklahoma next year for it uh march your calendars march 22nd 23rd of 2023 it'll be there so save the date talk to tim and i if you're planning on coming up and more than likely these energy world night guys will be there too so there we go in some form or fashion as we let me i had a dream last night guys can i share my dream with you Mm. it's okay so (laughs) i had a dream you're gonna tell us anyway (laughs) oh oh, you know me tim i there's no stopping me but i had a dream that i had eight shovels one backhoe and one excavator excavator eight shovels one backhoe and one excavator. Mm, I see what he's doing now. And, and then I'm like thinking, gosh, you know, I, I need to, I, I felt the need to be safe. What does that dream mean? What do, what do you guys put together in that? Anyone? Bueller? Yeah, I think we're on to something. Tim, do you want to first stab or you want me to go? 
Man, I my my internet was connection was slow, so I just I did not hear anything. Oh, good. Oh, oh, you were lucky. Oh, you were lucky. Oh, oh, man. So smart, technical, strategic. <laughs> right. If that happens again, I'll, I'll I'm gonna call you. He's out like, on I'm breaking right. up. That's I'm breaking up. Jim froze like this, and I heard none of it. So okay. yeah. Yeah, we were given illusions or uh, uh, talking about eight one one and yeah. what April is. Who would like to talk about what April is for us, folks? Oh well, obviously April is National Safe Digging Month. Uh, in case you didn't know, FYI, eight one one is the national number to call before you dig to have underground utilities buried. Um, as much as we in the industry think people know about 811, um, there's a lot of people that don't. And so uh, we've kind of dedicated April as a month to educating and sharing uh, national safe digging and safe digging practices and, you know, just getting the word out there um, and promoting safe digging. So, yeah, um, as a 811 center, all your states, no matter where you are, we're all going to be promoting National Safety Month. It's a grander promotion than just your local state. Uh, we all understand that April is that time of year where excavation projects are picking up, getting more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just the professionals either. I mean, we have not only our construction like here in Oklahoma is an oil and gas state. We have all that going on. And then we have our fiber going in everywhere, uh, fiber communication. So the projects are there. But we also want to remind those homeowners who are like getting ready to plant that tree or do some landscaping or fencing. Hey, it's for you too. We want you to be safe around those underground facilities. Yeah. And they centered it around April, I think heavily because one uh, spring season uh, folks are coming out of winter and yard cleanup and those projects, but also, you know, on the commercial side, uh, professional excavators, that's kind of the kickoff of digging season. Um, so especially in our northern states where, you know, it could be more, more, (laughs) more difficult. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of why April is kind of designated as a kickoff, uh, for safety. So, so it's, it's a lot of awareness and I think this is really good because I think, uh, a lot of people may think that 811 and digging safely involves those or them over there, people like in the streets, people uh, jackhammering asphalt, uh, but it really is everybody. Um, everybody needs to do it. Like guys, I'm gonna put y'all on the spot because y'all are professionals. All right, so we're going off script. Remember that script I made? Yeah. Just throw it <laughs> what out. We doing? Throw it out. Give, give me some examples, and I mean all examples. That means professionals, non-professionals. Give us some things that fall into the bucket that maybe you would or wouldn't think, because I think I think we have two people in our audience. I think we have industry folks that are very familiar and we see them all the time and they're very well educated, maybe three. And then and then we have another group of folks that maybe are not from our industry and like my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah. Um, that, well, that, so-, so give us some. So just fast y'all want to throw them out just give yeah um obviously like you know contractors uh that are in it day in and day out running a bore machine running a track machine um contracting either for a utility or municipal um those guys are really pretty good about having tickets and and Mm. what happens after that sometimes it's a little different story but they're great about getting those tickets in but there's a lot of things that you know people just don't think about um, I think about like above ground demolition. So uh, it, 
a demo company is going to tear a house down. Um, some state laws, I know in Oklahoma, uh, demolition is kind of considered in that excavation, mm -hmm. but you don't think about it because you're not really necessarily digging per se, but there are buried utilities and within ripping up a structure, uh, you know, you could potentially damage an underground facility. So demolition of structures is one that kind of always comes to mind um, as far as professionals. And then like homeowners, you know, uh, tree planting, uh, people are always like, you know, um, the wife says, I want a tree right there. And the husband just goes out because that's the spot she picked it. And, and he just starts hammering away with a shovel. And lo and behold, there was a, you know, fiber optic, you know, drop line or, or telephone line or, or gas line right there, right underneath where she designated to have that tree planted. So those are kind of two right off the top of my head from, from both spectrums. MG, you got any? Yeah. Along, along those lines, I, as a one, one, we just remind everybody if earth is being moved, then an a one, one need to a ticket needs to be put in. Um, okay. That's going to help you eliminate things. Cause the way, most laws state laws very different um for state to state but overall there's a repercussion of when damages occur and the repercussion is hey did you give these utility companies an opportunity to protect their lines or not if you gave them an opportunity to protect their lines and then there was an error in doing that then you have something to stand on if you never gave them an opportunity to protect their lines and something happens, you have no leg to stand on. And hopefully you didn't lose a leg. So we try to stress the importance of making that call, making that A11, what, no matter how small the project may sound. Um, if you can limit the scope of it and give good information, if you're putting in a mailbox, we don't need to locate the backyard, right? So the efficiency of the locator request is going to help you in getting that project done as quickly as necessary, but also just protect you as a whole. Um, and how much does it cost to call 811? Internationally, zero. Okay. No, no matter what state you're in um, or country for that matter, if 811 is a service that they have, it is a free service. Um, here in Oklahoma, 75% of our locator requests are done online. So we would love it if you would be part of that 75% or make it 80. Um, but if a phone call is necessary, you can just dial 811. You'll be contacted with that uh, state's 811. Do we, we talk to you directly, MG? Unfortunately, no. Um, because, <laughs> can we get a direct number? Can you put in our tickets? The, the reason that I. Nah, our uh, damage prevention agents are a lot more skilled than me when it comes to using a computer. I'm more of a PowerPoint guy than a ticket entry guy. So you I've definitely want to talk to the, yeah, you definitely want to talk to those people. Uh, I think that's good to know though, that you can either call or, you know, the, the younger generation right now with apps and everything, I would mm -hmm. assume there's, yeah, James. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so young. <laughs> uh, but you know I, I i ask those questions kind of like softball questions but it also makes me think um the perception is that we in the industry are know it a to z everything about it and everything to do with it do you think that's a true statement that we being in the energy industry and energy industry professionals know everything about 811 and dig safe and all that or do you think no no you would be there? you would be really surprised um, the people that are associated within our industry, whether, you know, maybe a call center rep or somebody working in dispatch or, you know, somebody that's not directly tied to the pipe or a facility. They, they are not as aware as you would think. Um, I've been a part of some other companies and they've done some polling 
just you know do you know what a11 is and and it's pretty pretty uh, astounding just to know that you know you are you're working for a utility company and you don't know what 811 means yeah. uh, i'll share a personal story um so i was involved in a uh, committee type deal uh, around things and we we had members representation from all parts of the company um a girl that was brought in she worked with claims um and we obviously talked 811 in that and um so we had like a follow-up meeting like a month or two later and she told the story about she looked out her window and saw her neighbor had some post holes and, and was putting in a fence and she looked and did not see any flags and so she went downstairs and went across the street and asked the neighbor if he had a one call ticket and he did not and she educated and informed him right there that and then she was in texas that in the state of texas it's required to have a, a one call and he stopped digging and called in a ticket so that's a direct effect that you can have um, educating your own people on on 811 and uh, safe digging. So that's my story. No, nah. <laughs> along the same lines, um, there's a lot of people who have the eight to five knowledge, right? When they put on that company hat or that company shirt, yeah, they know all about 811. It's probably on their truck that they're driving around, right? So there's a lot of people who have that eight to five, but then they got home and they're doing a honeydew. And they're like, man, I don't need to call you a one. I'm not installing a pipeline right now. I'm just putting in a tree or doing some landscaping. So there's the eight, eight to fibers that they have general knowledge, but they don't realize that it's also there for them and their personal lives. And as an education and outreach liaison, right? I'm always worried about that outreach. That's the part where I can help educate the ones who already know. Like I'm going to help professional contractors get beyond um, just calling in the ticket. I want to help them with safe excavation, all this sort of stuff. But like when I'm working at a booth, like the state fair, and someone comes by, and I'm like, hey, do you know who Oki A11 is? And they're like, yeah, we love that radio station. So there's there's things that happen like that. And you're like, man, I'm just missing the mark on the outreach, right? So that those are the people that we're reaching out to and trying to stress the importance of it. And that's one of the beauties of National Safe Digging Month is that we can reach new audiences with this message. That's awesome. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't mess up anybody, okay? Coming in hot, Jimmy. Coming in hot. James, we are coming in hot right now. It's been a busy day. And when I saw Scott Brooks pop on the screen, I knew it was important. And it's going to be a subject that is actually a little bit near and dear to my heart. We'll get to that in a second. James? It's EWN con season, without a uh, doubt. This is where we cheer and there's claps and all that stuff. Scott, there's only one reason you're here. It's April, it's May. There's only one thing going on in our world. Yeah, it's constant all day, every day. Morning, noon, not <laughs> WN Cons. Late night, on. early morning. <laughs> uh, I've been there. This is uh, the third one since I've been involved, and uh, they get bigger each year. Um, yep. Better content. We, uh, Scott, you know, it's a hard thing to top the year or the, the previous uh, conference, and I feel like we loaded it up again. We're, we're on track to have another pretty awesome event. Yeah, we did. We did a new location from the last two. Um, we've moved into uh, Texas Live, so we're going to be right there in the heart of, of Arlington, where the um, Texas Rangers play and the Dallas Cowboys play. And, and I mean, right in the nice new facility, mm -hmm. entertainment district. I think it may be referred to as. I don't know that sounds yeah. fancy. 
So I mean, everyone knows we take care of our clients and we, we enjoy our, you know, our time with them and, and fellowship with them. So we actually, you know, I know everyone uses the generic term networking, but we make it easy because, uh, because we help everyone have a really good time and, and, and create that environment. Scott, Absolutely. let me, let me just play something with you. Pretend that I'm hearing about this and I need to convince my boss, he or she, that I should attend EWN Con. And I may have been a pro at this in the past, but I'm not going to you know, confirm or deny that right now. But Scott, what am I going to tell my boss why I really need to attend EWN Con? What would be uh, the benefits? I can tell you that this is like the biggest revamp of our uh, training summit that we've ever had. Uh, so y'all have seen some of the, the, the list of classes. It's on our website. Uh, James, there, I sent that over to you. Man, there's a ton, and I've got it kind of hot off the press a little bit. And I'll, I'll share, I'll high point a few. Please. Uh, we're going to have quite a bit of EWN folks paired up and, and teaching some some brand new classes and some uh, some. I I'm excited. I'm telling you, from a conference standpoint, I love the training that that I get every time. Let me high point a few of these for you. So. Um, I'm blessed. I'm going to be uh, teaching Leading People Not Like You uh, with Veronica Mars, uh, our very own Ashley Jesco and Scott, you, uh, teaching folks about social media. Yeah. Uh, Brian Dressel's got a few different ones. Uh, we've got Steve Allen and Kelsey talking about real-life examples of SMS. Uh, we've got some VR sessions. We've got a tracer session that's uh, uh pretty important i hear this the speaker on that one's a pretty big deal and it's going to be dynamic it'll be entertaining yep we've got people evaluating your evaluator we've got ewn's approach to aocs i mean i'm telling you i've done these i've been a part of them this is our absolutely loaded agenda so i agree scott if i'm if i'm the boss man and someone says look at all this training i'm in yeah, and we, we specifically put together a PDF that highlights, you know, just the, the training stuff involved at this. So, you know, if you need to get something to, to someone for approval um, and you want to just hit the, the, the highlights of that training uh, as, as your reason, then we've got the, we've got the stuff for that. Yeah. Scott, besides training, networking, fellowship, best practices, you know, I would come if only I could get my master evaluator certificate, you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah, right. So, so our, our, we met with our education team uh, just yesterday in, in leadership and we got approval to uh, offer uh, MECP, our master evaluator uh, certificate program um, at EWNCon for only $4.99. And uh, yeah. so that, I mean, that's like the lowest that we've ever uh, offered that since way back when, when it cost that. <laughs> and, and Scott, I was a part of that meeting and uh, I'll tell you, this is, uh, this is the little nugget I think that's so valuable. Um, our education team, we, I, I jokingly say we negotiated this aggressively to get this deal, but honestly, they know how important it is to get people back in person, especially yeah. our learners. And yeah. they said, you know what, if it'll get people there, it's the best way to learn. Let's make it happen. So uh, great point. What's that code again? Uh, it's uh, no, it's just on there. For oh, it's just straight now. up. You don't even have to have a code. And no, like just it. on there for four ninety nine. And that's a that's a heck of a deal, Scott. I know you're a busy man. Yep. Uh, how can they? What's the website? Where can they go? What if they've got questions? What if they want to sponsor? What if they want to be an exhibitor? What's the scoop? 
Yeah. So, I mean, we're loaded with sponsors and, and exhibitors as well. Um, so, I mean, literally at this point, we, we don't ever want to tell anyone no, but, you know, we will get them in there. Awesome. But we, are, we are loaded right now. Um, but if you go to EWNCon.com, um, that'll take you to anything else that you need to. It has a link to go to the sponsorship stuff. It has a link to go to registration. The whole agenda yep. is now on there. Yep. All right. Well, man, I know you're busy. You got to get back on that conference. But yeah. if you got questions, you know, Scott, reach out to him. You know, our whole team, uh, reach out to him. Uh, it's an exciting time of year, Scott Brooks. It is. We'll it see is. you, brother. You better go now before okay. somebody well, catches well, I got you. The Thanks, <laughs> we'll see you, everybody. All right. Bye. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, I wanted to talk about something I've, you know, uh, it might be a little more common than we think, uh, especially because y'all brought it up. Makes me think y'all go around screaming this from the rooftops. But, um, you know, some people think, okay, I make the call, the 811 call, and do my job. Thank you very much. And that's the end of it, right? Found, not found, uh, answered, not answered. I did my job. Um, y'all were talking a little bit about that. I don't, I don't know who wants to jump all over it, but you talk a little bit about it not stopping just at that 811 call. Well, well Tim, if, if I may, let me, yeah, let me uh, take it from the 811 center and get it out to Tim, and Tim will take it from there. Um, so we want those calls. We want those web tickets put in. We want the opportunity to notify the member companies that are in your area where excavation is going to take place to be notified and get that opportunity to protect them. And that opportunity to protect it is going to be that approximate paint flags of the horizontal location of it. Here in Oklahoma, they have a two-foot uh, leeway either side of the paint or markings to show you where that should be found below. And so those member companies are doing that to help protect you. And so with Tim's role with Summit, he goes out and he sees these markings all the time. And we always say that safe digging doesn't stop with just paint on the ground. It, it, it also involves being conscious and making sure that you're doing safe digging practices. Uh, over 61% of root causes of damages isn't because there wasn't a one call put in. It isn't because a locator made a mistake. It's actually the excavator making the mistake even after those two things happen. Yeah, MG, hit a little bit more on the two foot that you mentioned. Explain that a little bit more detail if you would, please. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so when the locator goes out, um, whether it's a third-party locator or a member company locator, uh, when they go out, they're going to mark their approximate location of an underground facility. So okay. since Tim's on this uh, podcast with us, we're going to talk about uh, natural gas. They're going to throw down that yellow paint or flags. Uh, they have an interval. Um, each company has a different policy, but usually it's within like six feet. Every time there's going to be more markings to show uh, where the um, – direction of that line is and so they're going to throw that paint as you're digging hand digging with hand tools or hydro vacuuming to discover that underground facility you should find that within two feet either side of those yellow markings okay okay and what he's referring to is the tolerance zone now they do vary from state to state um, i think a lot of them are around the 18 inch mark uh, some like Oklahoma, we've got 24 inches, but give or take, you know, you're, you're within two feet either side of the marks there. So exactly. And so that square is going to come out. They're going to see the markings that summit or any other utility company put down. And um, what does those 
uh, Esgars need to know to keep being safe from there, Tim? Well, you know, I'll go back to the story with uh, the wife asking you to plant a tree. So say you do call in a ticket and now you see where those markings are at. So sometimes once the markings are on the ground, it may allow you the opportunity to change your job or the scope of your job. Now that that spot where you thought you were going to plant the tree and it's got a gas line and a telephone line and a buried electric line within, you know, five foot of each other. Maybe now you change the location of it. So that, that right off the bat, I mean, if you can change to stay as far away from those marks as possible and get the work done that you needed to, I mean, that's the best way to avoid a damage at all is just stay away from them. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, you know, the, that's not an option. So you do have to dig or excavate where those marks are at. So first of all, you want to respect those marks. Uh, we talked, MG talked about the tolerant zone. Each state differs, but there are tolerant zones figured in. And we know, or I say that, there we go, assuming in the industry. Right. Uh, underground locating, uh, line locating is not an exact science. So they're putting the approximate location that um, it works off of old radio detection. You know, you're putting a fr frequency on either a, a tracer wire or a metal pipe and, and you're putting marks based upon that. So it's not an exact science, um, but it's a good reference to where that location is at. With that being said, you want to try to do the best you can to locate those facilities safely by hand digging, uh, hydro excavation, and, and find the facility first. Once you've got it found, um, then you know where it's at and you can, you can work around it from there. Um, I'd also mention, you know, that once you do have it found, um, doesn't mean just be as reckless because, uh, hey, I've called in a ticket. Now I've found where the facility's at. I'm just going to blow and go. No, I mean, you want to make sure that you protect the facilities all the way through the project, even as far as backfilling. You don't want to just dump concrete or broken rocks back into the hole because even then you can still damage things. So uh, it's, a, it's a full process. Safe digging doesn't just stop with calling in a ticket. It's, it's planning around the ticket trying to stay as far away from utility as you can but it's not always possible then finding the the uh location of the facilities and then once you found them taking those extra steps to protect them all the way through your projects as far as backfilling and finishing up so mm -hmm. no and that's interesting it strikes a a point with me uh tim and i are ex center point now tim's with summit but back in the a day i know so many people were in charge of looking at maps and maps that had underground structures, quote unquote, pipes and such. And when new pipes are gonna go in the ground, they spent a lot of time planning that because they wanted to make sure, I mean, it just makes sense to put it up front. So you have that spectrum. Uh, you even alluded to here, like the honeydew list on the weekend planting the tree. It almost makes me think of somebody really wants to be proactive and they're gonna be putting in things in wherever to maybe have the 811 call ticket generated come out so you know what you're planning to do because if you're planning on four trees going in this area mm -hmm. and you have power you have fiber you have gas etc but over here you don't might help you a little bit because it could you know it, it i guess it goes back to the whole pre-planning and utilities like center point energy and summit and others uh, um, uh one gas etc i mean they all spent a lot of time planning that out um thoughts though thoughts about that um you, you know any recommendations and again i like before you said about the uh, uh 811 ambassadors that everybody can own this like your neighbor across the street that saw the uh mm. 
the, yeah, yeah. the fence post being put in. What I got a question about that. What did they learn? Was that person close to hitting something or not? Or I don't know if they were actually, you know, potentially close or not. But, um, you know, I, I feel like the impact was made. Um, you know, I, I, during COVID, we wore masks and, and I had an 811 mask that I wore everywhere. And I went, uh, I just had like a routine checkup at a doctor's office and, and the lady taking my blood pressure and all that stuff. They stick on your finger and everything. She says, uh, she says, what is uh, 811? I said, you don't know what 811 is. I said, it's 811. It's an, and she just had no idea. So, I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, I hit it home all the time. Um, you know, I, I'm a damage prevention professional, um, but there's one of me in Oklahoma for Summit Utilities. So I encourage all of our service technicians and CNM uh, construction guys. I mean, you're out there with the public day in and day out. Um, you can share those messaging right then and right there. If you're driving by and you see something, stop and say something. Yeah. Um, share, you know, we all use social media. I'm, I'm a big proponent of it. If you look at my Facebook or my LinkedIn, it is 811 all over the place. And especially <laughs> this month, it's like it's, I'm hitting it heavy. So, you know, I encourage guys to follow your, your, your local one call center, uh, social medias, um, share those with uh, your, your friends and your family um homeowners associations um all those kinds of things so i'll i'll say this tim too is um um and i i know mg will back me up here but for those two that maybe have a, a deeper calling for it or want to get more involved you know and, and they they understand that advocacy part and how important it is uh ok 811 being one of those organizations there are events there are committees there are a lot of things. I know here in Texas, we have the Damage Prevention Council here. I'm sure that there's regions everywhere where you want to look. But here's the good news, and I'm going to be very bold here and say, there's a seat available for you. Uh, I promise you, nobody will fight you over, and they'll be more than happy to get you involved and, and you know, uh, get to work on this. Because I, some of us that, that just have a spot for that, we... We don't get paid for that part. That's that's that goodwill and that ambassador side. So am I wrong, MG? If somebody wants to sit at the table, there's probably a spot. Right, exactly. And if not, we'll make room, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the good things that just recently happened with our event, um, we had that expo, and uh, Tim was on the committee helping me plan that out, and it became successful, and I'm really proud of the hard work that we did to do that. One uh, aspect of my committee is I kind of made a blanket plea to our member companies and was like, hey, who wants to help me put this on? Uh, we got two individuals um, from an oil and gas company. They were relatively new to the company, and they actually showed up saying, yeah, I want to I do this and help you out. They're in the admin roles, right? They're not in the field. They're not digging. Mm -hmm. They're not doing any of that. First meeting was like, so exactly what is OKA11? And we're like, wow, you came to the committee and like didn't know who we were uh, so it's but they turned out to be some of our greatest help because it gave us that person's perspective that who, in. yeah it, yeah and so it kind of helped us with our marketing and our promotion and stuff like that so yes we the roles are limitless um if you want to help out your community your neighbor your your state um stay safe um your able one center is going to be a great place to reach out to and see if there's any roles that they can uh give you to love help it. out with that love that's it fun. you know that's fun and, and when i think about that 
you welcoming those people in there. And then when they say they don't even know about you, it almost gives you a mindset to say, you know what? I can't assume they know everything because they just told me they know nothing. Absolutely. Right. Ground zero and work our way up. And I think that's important that we can't assume anything these days when it's a very bad thing to assume and always assume that maybe somebody needs Absolutely. to be educated, you know, mm. or informed. So, right. Well, guys, we are getting very close to having to wrap this show up, which you know, makes me sad. But, uh, we, we do something at the end where we kind of give you the, the mic, give you the floor just one more time. Tim, um, before we head out, anything you'd like to leave our audience with? Well, um, you know, uh, safe digging, uh, safety is at the heart of it, you know, um, uh, protecting public, protecting your personal life, uh, property, things like that. Um, so uh, under with, with Centerpoint and, and still with Summit, you know, we always want to talk about bringing safety home. Um, so the things you, you practice at work, um, they don't leave uh, and you don't leave them in your work truck. They, you don't leave them at the office, um, and having, you know, um, the right mindset, uh, uh, can translate if you, if you're practicing things safe at work and you're taking them home. And if you're practicing things safe at home, you can take them to work. It's really about that mindset and, and just having that mentality, um, uh, my kids, my family, they all know uh, damage prevention is my passion. I mean, uh, I tell stories all the time. Like I'm, I was sitting in the office a week or two ago, and my wife texts me and says, hey, I just drove by this intersection, and there's a, a, a track out there, and I didn't see any flags. So I'm like, <laughs> I jump in the car, and I go by and have a conversation with the excavator. Or my, it's my kids telling me that, you know, uh, my 11-year-old told me a story that she was at school, and, and one of the kids was talking about picking up flags and waving them around. In, in the yard and she told the kid that you know no you need to leave those flags in the ground it's very important to leave them there and, wonderful you know so i mean that's great that's what i'm talking and about. it's not that um you know i'm i'm putting a powerpoint presentation on for my family about every other friday night to go yeah. but it's it's you know talking about those things um with them share like i said sharing with your neighbor sharing with hoa you know, share things on with your family members. You know, if you got a father-in-law that's that's a big DIYer, you know, share those things with him. So uh, it's very important to me that everyone digs safe and co- goes home safe and keeps their family safe. Amen to that. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that, Jimmy. It sounds very akin. We talk about it all the time at Energy World Net. We we really want to instill values that that allow people to not have to take a hat off and on when they yeah, come yeah. to work and leave work because it's exhausting right yeah. and and i love that like being able to to really that mindset of safety and bringing that home that's awesome mg um yeah i just want to echo tim um in my role, like I said earlier, is education outreach. I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk about safe digging. I'm going to talk to professional excavators. I'm going to talk to the homeowners. And I can tell you three good reasons to dig safe. Number one, number one, me. I want to be able to take a shower and watch a football game. If you interrupt my services, I can't do either one of those. Right. So number one, me. Number number two, the vulnerable in our communities, right? There's somebody who needs that heat and air to make it through the night. There's somebody who needs the ability to call 911 if they have a fall. There's somebody who needs that. And that vulnerability is huge. Interrupting their services could cause- Don't interrupt my Netflix. 
<laughs> yeah, that too, right? What so if we were recording a show right now and somebody's putting a fence out my window? Right. Yep. Exactly. So on the on the personal level, on the on the individual's level, there's that, and then there's interrupting services for someone who's more vulnerable, and then third. Tim is part of one of the member companies of OKA One, right? Those member companies, they have a bottom line. The interruption of their services causes them to have expenses that they weren't planning on. And I want the success of those companies to be a part of that, right? And no secrets, those member companies help this nonprofit keep going, right? Okay. So number three, those are three really, really solid reasons for always digging safe, but none of those three reasons compare to our excavators. Honestly, if you interrupt my uh, football game, um, it's okay if you get to go back to work tomorrow, right? The excavator who's out there, who's taking that risk, who's putting that shovel on the ground around these underground facilities, whether it's oil, gas, or electricity, or telecom, or whatever is underneath the ground, more important than me, my neighbor, or the member company is that excavator and making sure that excavator stays safe and comes back to work the next day and that's why national safety month is so important to me beautiful wow man. that was that was good. quite a tangent i feel like you rehearsed <laughs> that <laughs> i may have that no, may have done it once or twice yeah that's his equivalent to the powerpoint that you do on wednesday nights at your house tim uh guys it's been a treat like i said uh seeing y'all in person here this past month of time a couple of times was was awesome uh but getting to spend this episode with you and uh sharing the the gospel of 811 if you will uh during safe digging month we appreciate that i'm sure we'll have you back on mg twice man that's a big deal you know because one time we don't know any better but mm -hmm. ooh, when you get asked yeah. back that means you you're you're something. And I, well, I appreciate it. it. Yeah, and Just Tim's cool. already got it, so he's already teed up for another episode. I could see him. <laughs> We're not even. You know, one of our it. break sessions with Tim in it. So, NMG, yeah. both. <clears throat> All right. Well, yeah. guys, we appreciate y'all. Um, Thanks, guys. We'll see you Have next a great time. day. Everybody stay safe. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. So, so where you dance out. <laughs>